Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Welcome to the weekend, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios. I appreciate Eli Herskovich sitting in the big chair last week. We'll be leaning on Eli a whole lot moving forward since we're just three weeks away from Selection Sunday. We give Eli time to talk about his daily college hoops plays every day on my Radio.com podcast, BetQL Daily. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Radio.com, or wherever you find your podcasts. Again, that's BetQL Daily. But as far as today here on Early Odds, it's about time we do an NBA reset, don't you think? Football is behind us for the moment, and the association's first half schedule wraps up in a week and a half. The All-Star game, for some reason, in two weeks. So via the Alpamonte Ford, hotline Alpamonte Ford, in Melrose Park on North Avenue or ap4.com, it's Rick Camp at Rick C. Camp on Twitter. I'm at Joe0670 on Twitter, by the way. Uh, Rick is my go-to NBA guy. Many of you know that after our preview uh, to kick off the season. You hear Rick doing post-game on Bulls Radio, and he's betting the sport every day. Hey, Rick. Thanks for having me, Joe. It's been a fun season so far, and thankfully so far it's been a profitable one, too. It has been a lot of fun, and it is so different. Of course, you know, in years past, we bet on the NBA with a lot of focus on the sides and the totals, but it's our first full NBA season with legalized sports betting. And with that, with the competition among all the sports books, they have so many more offerings. And the way we've been attacking it is, yeah, we do a little bit on the sides and totals, but it's mostly been player props, something that in years past, you're not going to see as much offered offshore. Right. Yeah. We started, or at least I know personally, I started 
I think it was in, it was like in the middle of the bubble is when I really started getting into player props and I just love it. Like now for this season, like 75% of my handles been on player props and it's, it's worked really well for me where it's like, I think that's where you maybe get the best balance of understanding like the, the, just the basketball aspects of it, of understanding player and role and strengths and weaknesses of that player within their scheme, but then also marrying that with where there's value and trying to find certain types of value in the types of prop bets that you go to. So there's like the solid balance of the math along with just like the understanding of the game. And I don't know if it's my DFS history in me, but I also feel like it's easier when you talk about one player versus another player and you bring in style of play, all the different things that you mentioned as well to look at the matchups offense against defense, that's easier. And it, it still blows me away. We have these games with totals on the, in a regular basis, two thirties, two forties for higher scoring games and it, it, with the sides. And once the game ends, just how close they are in these games with 240, 250 points being scored. It really is unreal. And I think part of the reason that I love the props too, is it almost feels like, I mean, this may not actually be true, but it feels like you're limiting your variables to where obviously we all know there's so many things that can happen to sway a side, to sway a total. But when you're looking at that one individual matchup, there are less aspects that you have to worry about. So yes, like one thing that I don't know if I've actually won the bet. I think I might've won it once, but I've played it like three times is when the Pelicans were in a one and seven rut, not too long ago, they needed to change something up. Well, they decided to run more of their offense through Zion. And once they started doing that, he was getting an extra two, two and a half passes a game to him, which meant he had more opportunities to play make and he's got good vision. He's a solid passer. So his assist numbers started going up and mind you, I've picked a couple of the wrong nights for that. Mm -hmm. But when you see those kind of trends or not trends, but like change in the MO of a team, like that's something where at least, even if it's just for a couple games, a week, whatever, like there's value to be had at that point. If you can anticipate and especially even if it's not necessarily like the number is solid, a lot of times just where the juices will pro- will provide you a little bit of value. Rick, something that has been striking this week in particular, and I know it's been going on all season, but this week it's just been at an alarming rate, is the extreme swings that we're seeing and the live betting opportunities that you have. There were so many chances this week, so many times, including Bulls-Pistons, where a team goes down by 20-plus, they're not out of it. Maybe you should be taking a look on the money line and betting them because, well, if you jump in live, maybe you can get them at plus 17, plus 18, plus 21 and a half. That's what the Suns were earlier this week against the Nets. And in the third quarter, they were 20 to one on the money line. And I was bringing this up on my radio.com show, BetQL Daily, with former Suns general manager Ryan McDonough, just about how often this has occurred and teams are in it at the very end, even if they don't pull off the crazy comeback. And he attributes much of that to no crowd, and he doesn't think it's going to stop. Do you agree? I think that's one of the aspects of it for sure. I think another one is just the amount of three-point 
attempts that there are. And even though teams are shooting them well this year, the three points, just look at it from a most basic level. Even though teams shoot it well, teams are shooting more shots from a further distance. So you're increasing the possible variance and not just the variance within a possession, the variance within a quarter, the variance within a half and the variance within a game. So like for teams that aren't as good, like this is what you saw with the Rockets when they were at their best against the Warriors. Yeah, they could defend the hell out of the Warriors too, but they were able to keep up enough offensively because they knew their only chance was to win the math. And what the thing is, when you lose the math, you're really going to lose the math. And three-point shooting can be streaky. So you could have a half where you shoot the hell out of the ball, but then, you know, logic and just probability is going to dictate at some point, you know, that's going to come back to earth. Or you could just straight have a game where you are just shooting awful the entire time. So you could have the best logic in the world on the side or on the total, but if you have a game where your team shoots 28% from three and it's on 30 plus attempts or whatever, you're instituting more variance into each game, regardless of how good or bad each team is. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score. My guest, my guy, Rick Camp, at Rick C. Camp on Twitter. Bulls radio postgame host many different times on this very station, 670, The Score. We're going to hit on a bunch of different stuff. We'll update the MVP odds. Is there any value on the board? Rookie of the year, most improved player, some of the teams that are intriguing in the association. A lot of different things to hit, Rick. But let's go here about what we've learned so far. I mentioned we're, we're past the one third of the season mark for most teams. It's a little bit different. Games need to be made up, by the way. Uh, but uh, let me ask you this for the 2021 season. What have you learned about betting the NBA this year? More than ever, and especially in Illinois, where you have so many options, just how much shopping around can matter. Oh, yeah. Because... Like, it's something that I've always heard guys, you know, guys like you, guys like Nick Costos and Ken Barkley uh, from You Better You Bet, always mentioning shop around. And I didn't know how much of a difference it can make. And there are times where, especially on the prop side, where when you're Uh not talking points, you're talking like it's maybe the difference between five and a half rebounds or assists versus six and a half. And that's, you know, even if you just think about that in terms of percentage, that's a huge difference. Or it's just the juice is so different. The juice could be minus 125 somewhere, but I've seen, I see it at minus 110 at a different book. So even if it's the same number, you're getting better value on that number. Well, yeah. I mean, there's not a big odds board where you have every side in total, all the Vegas books, all the legal books throughout the entire country, and the offshore books. It's a little different with the player pops. And you're right. When you look from site to site, points, assists, rebound, all that stuff combine it all there you will see different numbers on every site i can't stress that enough sometimes people reach out to me rick on twitter say which book should i sign up i'm like well first off don't sign up at one that's your biggest issue Mm -hmm. now you're stuck with whatever number they decide to post or whatever juice and you're gonna bet it because you decided this is the play to go with like no you've got to shop around people it's key one of the very few advantages that you do have as a better. Can you bring us into your process? You said 75% of your money is being bet into the player props market. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you come up with some stuff, like you'll text me a play that you love. And my first thought half the time is, how did you 
get there. I understand <laughs> with the made threes with certain guys and and specific matchups and how guys run into streaks. The high scoring guys you think of, some of the bigs with boards. One you've been riding lately has been Justin Holiday points, rebounds, and assists combined, and it keeps on hitting. There's stuff like that. A middling player like that that would never cross my mind to play his points, rebounds, and assists over. Well, part of it is just me being a nerd and like, I just kind of know all these guys and kind of what their basic skill set is. So with a guy like with Justin holiday specifically uh, at the time that I was, I was playing that most Doug McDermott was out and he was playing the three more than the two. So I think I thought the rebounds were more likely because he was always in a better position to uh, be able to get a rebound and he's like a decent ball mover. So just by the nature of knowing where to move the ball next, he's naturally going to get an assist or two. And then one thing that I do too, is I, I kind of understand what a player's season numbers are, but I really focus on the last two weeks or mm-hmm. depending on the team, if there's like something big that happened, like an injury or something, or like I mentioned with new Orleans before where the, like how they run their offense was different because they started running it through Zion more. I'll look at that time frame. So here's another example of um, like Draymond green has been one recently when James yeah. Wiseman and Kavon Looney both went out. That was big for them because they decided to move Draymond from the four to the five. Cause they basically didn't have a choice because they had no other centers on the roster. So what they ended up doing is running a lot of the offense, basically having a point center, similar to what Denver does, but just, you know, kind of running it a little bit of a different way uh, for Golden State. And Draymond Green has had double-digit assists in uh, either every or, like, all but one game since that time. And his assist number, I want to say, was around, like, six and a half maybe on average before that time when he played. But since then it's raised up to over eight. I want to say off the top of my head, he's averaging between 10 and 11 assists a game since he's taken over that point center role. So it's just like looking at that kind of stuff for either individual players or teams. And then maybe when I'm looking at a team, I'll look at the prop numbers for a specific statistic, either based on the matchup, or just kind of based on where I think there might be some like, okay, this guy's hurt. That means he's pretty good at rebounds. So maybe there'll be a few rebounds available for other people to pick up. And I'll look at who would be the likely candidates to get that. Rick, let's talk about some of these teams. Like there are some big stories going on. Like if you have tunnel vision on your bulls, I understand with a new regime, but there's some exciting stuff going on in both conferences. And let's start with the West. The Jazz. If you're a sports better, you know it. If you've been blindly betting Utah, I certainly understand it because the ATS run they're on right now is something we haven't seen in 30 years. So, Utah, are they a paper tiger peaking too early or are they a legit threat to come out of the West? I think that kind of depends on the health of Anthony Davis <laughs> with the Lakers. Yeah. Cause I, th- I think if the Lakers are healthy, then I don't know that there's much Utah could do, but I will say that Utah is more than a paper tiger. They're really good. And I think this season lined up perfectly for them. Uh, you know, last year I was kind of a year early on them because I liked them with the addition of Mike Conley. However, this was Mike Conley's first time being anywhere, but Memphis and anything 
but the one system he had been in. So it took him time and he struggled. But now that he's been injured for a while and they keep rolling, which is just a credit to everybody else. But that's a team that in this season, we were all saying, where's there going to be value? And it's probably going to be in continuity with such a short off season. And Utah is proving that to a T because basically everybody's back and their biggest free agent move was bringing in Derek favors who had just left them like a year or two ago. So they have a lot of continuity. They're shooting the hell out of the ball. When you think about optimizing in terms of shooting a ton of threes and not letting the other team shoot threes, Utah is like top two at both of those things. So over the course of the year, that's really helped them out along with the fact that they're just making every three in sight. 90% of the roster is the same, and they are so deep. They are dominating the league with the best record, right? And nobody is talking about any anybody on the team, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, the only guys that even get mentioned. Nobody's talking about any of them being MVP candidates. That's how deep they are. And you're right. They're hitting the most threes in the league. And during the, the preview show that we did right here on Early Odds, after talking about the Jazz with you on the air, I, I kind of thought, okay, I'll put something on them for a future. I think I think it was 35, 36 to 1, and now you could find them at 13 to 1. But a- after we talked about it, I'm like, okay, if they have a chance at having one of the best records in the NBA and the way they played in the bubble, it th- certainly felt like they could. I put a bet down on Quinn Snyder to be coach of the year at 25 to 1, and right now he's even money, the heavy favorite. Yeah, I think that one's already done. I, I agree with you as long, lot, as, yeah, as, long like as they a, don't fall too far back. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like they're going to come down to earth a little bit, but as long as they stay a top three seed uh, and they're playing well, cause like they're doing all this without Mike Conley and Mike Conley before he got hurt, you could say was their best player, which is crazy mm-hmm. that they're still able to do what they've, what they've been able to so far. So yeah, I think that, I think that race is pretty well done. I mean, I'm trying to think of, of anybody else. I mean, maybe you could say Monty Williams in in Phoenix, or if you really want to get frisky, then if you think Charlotte is good enough just because they're entertaining, maybe James Borrego could be a name. I don't think Tibbs would get it, even if the Knicks somehow got the seven seed or something like that. They're going to give it to a West coach this year, yeah. especially the way the conference is set up and – uh, the, the representative of this award has been coming from the East in recent seasons. I, I think with Snyder and everything that they've done this year, I hesitate to say it's wrapped up, but I, I kind of feel like we're there. Okay, the odds. Uh, Quentin Snyder, the, the heavy favorite at plus 100. Who do you think is second favorite? Ooh, second favorite right now would... Hmm. It's going to make sense as soon as I say it. Oh, oh uh, Doc? Of course. Yeah, but but he's plus six fifty. Yeah, that's that's a pretty huge difference, and I think that with them, part of it with Philly, part of the thing is, are they going to make a move? Because the the my only real question with them is, end of game, who's going to be hitting the shot? Do you trust Tobias Harris to do that? Because he's really the only option outside of Embiid, and is Embiid's passing out of double teams going to be good enough? because you know he's going to see every single double team when it comes to the playoffs, and he hasn't proven to be proficient enough at passing out of it for teams to be deterred. So that's going to be huge for Embiid. Well, speaking of the Eastern Conference, Lakers are the favorite to win the title, but the second favorite at plus 350, 
the Brooklyn Nets. We've rarely seen the three of them on the court together, but are you buying or selling Brooklyn right now? The East is so tough right now. I don't have that strong of a feel on like, I think Brooklyn should be the favorite, but their defense is just so bad. And even if they were to get like Andre Drummond, who people talk about, Andre Drummond's not that great. And Joel Embiid eats him for lunch every time they play and then posts about it on social media. <laughs> like, that's just what Embiid does. Like, if they could find some value now that they've traded away basically every first round pick known to man uh, to bring in a decent big, that could make a huge difference for them. Someone that doesn't completely derail now he wouldn't derail the offense because that offense is going to be fantastic no matter what but just someone that can maybe ball move just a little bit almost like what you see Marc Gasol do with the Lakers just just be that on offense maybe get a layup or a put back here or there just and just kind of stay out of the way and don't screw things up but then be a difference maker on defense that's what they need I just don't know if that's available out there but that team especially offensively is going to be even better in the playoffs relative to competition just because they have so much playmaking they have guys that can do things in iso and i don't know how you defend them early out to joe ostrowski rick camp my guess talking about the nba right here on sports radio 670 the score if i were to force you to make a futures bet on the championship right now would you go utah 13 to 1 philadelphia 14 to 1 or elsewhere probably Philly because it's the easier path Mm -hmm. and while I they're not playing as well as nobody's playing as well as Utah at the moment Joel Embiid is so good he is incredible defense he might be the most impactful individual defender in the entire NBA this season along with putting up you know high 20s low 30s in terms of points it's just a matter of can he do it down the stretch and can you run your offense in the playoffs in this NBA through traditional big. That's really the only question that I have with them because him and Ben Simmons are just MFers defensively <laughs> that you have to deal with. So I love their D I really like their defense and just, I, I want one more reliable creator on that team for me to like, absolutely say they are my favorite team coming out of the East. All right, Rick, stay right there because there's uh, there's more I want to go over. We've got to talk about our Bulls takeaways so far, some other awards that are posted. Is there any value on the board? Rookie of the year, most improved player, some other stuff I want to take a look at. And then tonight we have six games scheduled, including Bulls-Kings right here on Sports Radio 670, the score. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. My guest, Rick Camp, you hear my Bulls radio post game. This is 670 The Score in the Radio.com app. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670 The Score. And you can always text us at 312 644 The Score listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Discussing the association with my guy Rick Camp at Rick C. Camp on Twitter. You hear my Bulls radio post game. Rick, last week, uh, cool piece over at ESPN. They do this every year. So about a third of the way through the season, they decided, let's do the MVP straw poll. 100 media members, 
at least two media members from each NBA market, some of them international, and it gives you a pretty good gauge. And guess what? A lot of these people involved in the straw poll are going to have MVP votes. To no one's surprise, LeBron is the leader in the clubhouse. I think everyone's top three in some order is LeBron, Embiid, and Jokic. And by the way, thank you for convincing me to uh, put some money down on Jokic at 36 to 1. I don't know if he'll get <laughs> home, but uh, the cash out they already are offering is pretty decent if we want to go that route. Uh, but MVP, you got LeBron, Embiid, Jokic. There's so much basketball left. Somebody else is going to enter the conversation. Is it KD? There's some rumblings about what Steph is doing with Golden State. Your guy, Dame Lillard. What if the Mavs get into a playoff spot? Maybe you could start to make a case for Luka. I don't think Giannis is going to win it. I mean, he would have to be all-worldly moving forward. Maybe Kawhi. Again, we're not talking about anybody on the Jazz. Uh, the other day, I had a bookmaker on my Radio.com show at QL Daily. Jeff Sherman, he does their NBA numbers. And he brought up Lillard with what he's doing right now. They lowered his number from 30 to one to 20 to one. Who's the fourth guy or who's going to replace and beat our Jokic in this conversation, Rick? I mean, I think you hit on the names. I have the 36 to one Jokic ticket, just like you just yesterday. I hedged. I got LeBron at plus 180 mm. just because I, I don't know how much longer he's going to be at plus money. The NBA media as a whole, just based on interviews I've heard, podcasts, I, I take in a lot of the same content you do. They are dying to give LeBron the uh, career achievement MVP this season, aren't they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And especially with Anthony Davis being out for a minimum of three weeks. Well, he's being reevaluated in three weeks. Let's say a minimum of a month, bare minimum a month if the Lakers get back to you know they've kind of been sliding a little bit i think it's just a lack of caring honestly uh if they really go on a run here with anthony davis out i think that then it's pretty much game over but i agree about damian lillard having an opportunity because if you just go with the logic of look at who's playing for this team without nurkic without mccollum and then other guys being in and out here and there the fact that that team is well over 500 is crazy. I mean, they're relying on Ennis Cantor to start at center and Carmelo is getting good minutes for them. And Robert Covington wasn't even, they traded two first round picks for him and he wasn't even that good for the first part of the year. And he stepped up a little bit only in the last like week and a half, two weeks, maybe. So Damian Lillard is using like bubble gum and duct tape and super glue to like keep this team together. So if when those guys return, they're able to turn it up even a little bit more, I think he has a chance. If the Warriors are able to not be in the play-in, that would be pretty incredible for Steph. And especially if he's able to set a new mark for points per game, which is very much on the table. Because like part of what's made him better this year is that he, you can just like see his body that he's bulked up a little bit more. So it's not a million crossovers just to get to the proper step back for three. It's now the drive by somebody and get into somebody's body and have an, and one instead of just going for the two free throws is a viable option. So his offense is actually getting even more efficient 
who thought that was actually possible for Steph Curry. And then I think KD would have to be narrative, fairly narrative-based too, because I just don't know if he's going to average enough points considering the guys that, that with having Harden and Kyrie on that team. Isn't but he also, missing too many games? That's the thing too. And that's, yeah. and that's a thing you also have to worry about with Embiid a little bit because yes, they always agreed. worry about him because yep. he's on pace to miss a decent amount of games. And another thing that I heard Matt Moore from the Action Network bring up that I thought was a great point is even if you just start thinking about the point system on the ballot, there are going to be some people, if, if everybody keeps playing the way they do, even the people that don't vote for LeBron one, they're going to have LeBron two. Yes. And the other center is going to be three. So even on those ballots where LeBron's not one, he's getting more points than one of the other centers because he's going to be first or second on basically every ballot. So mm-hmm. I really do think it's, it's LeBron. And, you know, if you can find LeBron at uh, plus money still, I don't know how much longer that's going to be available. So if you're considering hedging a number that you already have, like I have, the Jokic 36 to one. I have a Dame preseason that was 20 to one. So hearing it might be back to 20 to one makes me feel a little bit better. I am that I just hedged with LeBron and I don't think you can count out Kawhi either because the Clippers have been able to stay under the radar this year. And he's been really, really good. And he has not been missing as many games this year. And he's gotten back to like caring about defense in the regular season too. So don't rule out Kawhi either, but it's still, if it's even close, it's going to go to LeBron. Well, the media may want to give it to LeBron. It's not like his numbers are so impressive. If it's just on the stats, Jokic should win the award right now. But the problem is his team isn't winning enough games. So yeah, if, if the Nuggets were having the type of run that the Jazz were, Jokic is the runaway right now. Oh, easy, easy. A couple other awards I want to hit before we move on to some bowls and some games tonight. Rookie of the year, LaMelo Ball is minus 400. Heavy, heavy favorite. You know, some other names that may pop to some people. Halliburton, he's 5-1. to one. Quickly getting some bump. He's in the number one media market. A lot of Knicks fans excited about him. They're worried Derrick Rose is going to come in and take away some of his playing time. Is there a waste of money if you're, if you're looking to take a shot at any rookie not named LaMelo? Yeah, the only reasoning I could see to take anybody else is if you it's just like injury insurance. Yeah. Like that's the only thing. And at that point, I'd probably go Halliburton. It's a little, you know, you mentioned it's a little iffy being out in Sacramento, but he's got a consistent role. He affects winning for them and he's really good. Like he's just a really good player. So you know, I like the way Tibbs is using quickly with Rose. I think that's that helps quickly out a little bit. But uh, but yeah, Halliburton's definitely the number two guy for me. And uh, Sadiq Bay has been making a little bit of a run in Detroit, but it's also <laughs> Detroit. He, I think he's a hundred to one. I mean that that's value. There's value on that at a hundred to one. I mean, but he's not going to win it over Lamelo. No, he's not. There's just no, no chance. Like it looks nice, and. It might be something to brag about if he enters the conversation, but as long as Lamelo's on the court, he's not he's not going to beat Lamelo Ball right now. How about most improved player? Okay, I maybe there's opportunity here. Now the favorite, Jeremy Grant, justifiably so at minus one fifty. Christian Wood, he was the favorite about a month ago. Now he's second, and uh, he's been missing some time. 
So he's your second favorite. You, you get plus money. Uh, some names that pop to me, Colin Sexton, 16 to one, Julius Randle, 33 to one, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, 50 to one in OKC. De'Aaron Fox having a spectacular season with Sacramento. He's 80 to one. So while those names may pop to me and they are having impressive seasons, Rick, and you start to look at the number like, okay, Sexton, he uh, went from 20 points to 22 points per game. Randall, uh, 19 and a half points to 23 points per game. SGA, 19 to 22 points per game. Uh, Fox from 21 to 23 points per game. It's just, how are you going to be able to top Jeremy Grant? And he's getting all the usage in Detroit now with uh, Blake Griffin. He's going to be dealt soon. And he's doubled his point total from 12 to 24. Uh, it's hard to make a case for someone not named Jeremy Grant, too. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy Grant's been so much better than everybody thought. I mean, when the news came out that he was offered the same money by Denver and decided to go to Detroit for an expanded role, he was summarily laughed at by everybody. It was unanimous. Boy, this guy really just wants to be a chucker. He's been really good. He has been really good. He's still maintaining his defensive level as well, which is impressive. Uh, the only name, I really like the Julius Randle because it's not only the scoring, but his playmaking has gotten a lot better. I mean, he's been averaging, but I want to say around five, five assists a game. I don't know if he's just above or just below that right now, but that's been a big part of his game is that he's been facilitating for the Knicks that before this Derrick Rose deal, Alfred Payton is fine. Really, he's not going to be the engine offensively for you. And Julius Randle has been able to fill that role in the scoring way as well as setting others up, which I think is a big improvement to his game. The only name you didn't mention that I like mm -hmm. is Jalen Brown. And that's because yeah. I think a lot of times this goes like this award goes to either the guy that was bad that became good or the guy that went from role player to expanded role and keeps his head above water. And that's where Jeremy Grant falls in. But guy that goes from good to great or really good to great normally doesn't get enough love. And that's Jalen Brown because with Tatum being out the way he was and the way he's been able to maintain his role since Tatum's come back is really good because he's been impressive defensively. He's guarding multiple positions. He's putting up points in like the mid twenties pretty much with ease on a nightly basis without Marcus smart and, you know, with a lot and without Kemba Walker for part of the year. So he's been the one stabilizing force on the Celtics this year. And the Celtics have been disappointing partially because of the injuries, but Jalen Brown has been really, really good. So like my names that I had written down were Jeremy Grant, Jalen Brown, Julius Randle, and Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, and mind you, Shea's probably missed enough games now where I don't know if he could get it anyway. And also being in Oklahoma City, I mean, that's a team that's playing so much better than their talent says they should be. But and he's the he's the driving force of that team. But I, you know, with the other guys that are there, I just don't think there's any opportunity. But yeah, as of now, Jeremy Grant is still the favorite, but I do like Brown and Randall too. Yeah, Brown's a good call, and he's sitting there three to one over at points bet. It's worth noting, I believe Brown is a top 10 scorer in the league. So you're right. In visible team, it's not the Pistons. It's the Celtics, and they're they're near the top of the playoff race in the Eastern Conference. And to go from 20 points per game to 26 points per game, that is a big step up in class. So good point from you. 
This is Early Out with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score. My guest, Rick Camp, here on Bulls Radio Post Game, also on You Better You Bet on the Radio.com app. All right, Rick, uh, there are six NBA games today, including Bulls-Kings. Anything pop to you? It doesn't even have to be a play. We're just at a point this year when we look at so many player props, when we see a team name, Many times we know which prop we're going to go seek, right? Yeah, yeah oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Like with with Sacramento, uh, I look for Harrison Barnes over one and a half threes, depending on what the juice is on that. Sometimes it's at, at over two and a half and plus money. Sometimes it's over one and a half with a little bit of juice uh, based on how he's been doing lately. So that's one I always look at. But Patrick Williams has actually been okay if that's the matchup uh, at closing out. Uh, one thing that's been a recent development is uh, there's the Phoenix Memphis game. And I find that one to be fascinating because it's contrast in styles where Phoenix has been a really good defensive team. They're playing really slow. Uh, Chris Paul has taken that team from last year where the Suns were the ninth fastest in the league in terms of pace this year, they're second slowest. They're four full possessions, a game slower than last season, which is insane. Chris Paul is the one player that affects pace more than anybody else in the NBA, just because he doesn't like to get out and run. He wants to have teams getting sets and he's so good in the half court. Memphis has been a team that started out as a, uh, a kind of an under team. They are a dead over team for the last yeah, probably week. We can change. So I'm going to be fascinated uh, to see how the line movement goes there in terms of the total and that's something I probably won't play till closer to tip, but that's something to definitely monitor. And then Washington, Portland. There it is. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's going to be an, it's insanely high total, yes. but the one thing I'm looking at is Portland's drop scheme. They, they are one of the most outside of Milwaukee. Maybe they are the most conservative on their drop. So Ennis Cantor doesn't really leave the lane like ever. So the backup big, for Washington, and even though he starts as well, is Davis Bertans. So he'll likely be an over two and a half on the threes. And considering the scoring that's probably going to happen in that game, I'll probably be looking at uh, Davis Bertans over two and a half threes. I don't know if you have anything to add on these games, but the Pacers are in action. We talked about it earlier this hour. Justin Holiday points rebounds and assists got the Warriors at the Hornets we'll see if Draymond is on the court his assist number have been crazy we've also been taking a look at rebounds and assists same thing for Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat that just keeps on hitting every single night and it's not even close considering those yeah the Golden State Charlotte outside of anything betting wise that's just gonna be a fun game so uh, take advantage of that. If you, I believe this is a free league pass week. So, oh yeah. And I believe that ends after. They're, so I believe they're, it's they're the going to get my, they're going to get my money, Rick. Like I've, I've just enjoyed this week way too much. They're going to get my money. I had no idea what I was missing. Dude, oh, league pass is so good. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be looking at that one at that game as well. Terry Rozier has been absolutely on fire and literally the only thing that has stopped him recently is this COVID shutdown for the Hornets, them and the Spurs had a shutdown after their last game. Uh, I'm, I'm probably not going to be looking at Justin holiday for the, for the Houston game, just because they have a bunch of guys that are like sized in that, like smaller wing category that may be a little bulkier than Justin holiday. So I don't know about him being able to get the rebounds and assists that he normally would, 
So in that matchup, I, I'm, I'm going to be a little more hesitant. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll definitely take a look at it for sure, just because it's one that has worked out well for me, but I'm not anticipating. That's not a, a dead set play, you know, sight unseen for me. See, that's the kind of intel I need. That's why I always check in with Rick Camp before jumping in on these plays. At Rick C. Camp on Twitter, here are my Bulls radio postgame. You on tonight, Rick? I am. All right, perfect. Uh, you can hear Rick after Bulls Kings tonight right here on 670 The Score. This was fun. Thanks for uh, dropping by early odds. We need to do this periodically throughout the rest of the NBA season. I'm here for it. Always enjoy getting to come on. And uh, for me, as I'm learning how to uh, do all this betting stuff too, because you know that I'm still pretty green towards it. I got like maybe a couple years in. I love getting to learn more about it and uh, and be able to apply it and kind of go through a lot of the do's and don'ts and be able to share that with everybody else so you don't make the same mistakes I do. And if you missed any of our conversation over uh, much of the last hour, uh, make sure you use the rewind feature on the radio.com app. That's Rick Camp. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is Early Odds. We'll be back with Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse next. See if he's got some winners. Also, want to talk MLB win totals with him as well. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Sports Radio 670, the score, and the radio.com app. This is Sports Radio 670, the score, and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. You've got early odds with Joe Ostrowski Saturday mornings, 8 to 9 a.m. right here on Sports Radio 670. The score. Are you ready to make it rain? 30 days, 30 games, $3 million in free bets given away to PointsBet customers by Paige Sporanic. Download the PointsBet app right now to find out more. Speaking of our friends over at PointsBet, let's bring on to the show Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. He joins me on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or apford.com. Jim, uh, you guys have PointsBet all set up over at Hawthorne Racecourse along with some other locations. Yeah, it's back open here at Hawthorne, our retail location here, along with at our Crestwood OTB, and that's a gorgeous site as well, Joe. You have so many large TVs. A larger amount of capacity can go into these locations now, too. So if you want to get set up and watch a weekend worth of games, especially with March Madness coming, this is the time to do so. We are taking reservations for March Madness, but I'll tell you, this Make It Rain game of the day is such a cool promotion because especially if you like the game, you have action in the game, and then it's almost a bonus just watching threes rain in through the hoop. Yeah, so for people who don't know what I'm talking about, 30 days, 30 games, $3 million in free bets. What it is is you pull up the app every day, and it's a different game. So if you've got a wager on that game of at least $50 for every three on the side that you're on, you get $3 in free bets. So I don't know uh, how some people are handling it, Jim, but for me, I'm just banking all those free bets. So they're free wagers when it comes to some futures that I like. Well, and that's what you want to do. And especially when you're looking at the futures now, Joe, with MLB just around the corner. And I'll tell you, I think Pakoda threw everybody for a loop, especially <laughs> with our White Sox total, man, because that seems so, so low. And over the course of the next few weeks, I think as we get more clarity from Major League Baseball for just how many games the season's going to be, you'll start to see those totals come up there. And I'll tell you, I mean, I'm a fan of the White Sox. I think they're a 90-plus win team. I'm curious to see what the totals are. I'm hoping to see some numbers in the 80s because if they are, then you can go the over and just watch a whole season of baseball knowing that you have something on the line in the end. Uh-huh. You're reading my mind over there. I'm starting to think about some MLB futures that I'm going to be placing. And, of course, uh, considering the local teams. Now, we're still yeah. waiting on the win totals from a lot of books, but a couple of them – 
out in Las Vegas have posted this week. Let's talk about your White Sox here. Pakotas yeah. said 83. I know, oh. Jim Miller, you were freaking out, arms up in the air. I don't know if you were really mad or you take I, I chuckled. I was mad. I, I thought it was, you were mad. You were mad. But but I know what my eyes tell me. My eyes tell me and the additions they made in the offseason that even if you don't like Tony La Russa, this is still going to be a 90-win team. Pakotas said 83. Fan graphs is saying 88, and we're starting to get these win totals. Let's go to the Superbook. They posted this week in Las Vegas the White Sox win total at 89 and a half, and the win, yep. the win put up a 91 for your South Side team. Wow. Wow. And I'll tell you, you know what? To me, anything in the 80s is a bet on the over. Now, when you look into the 90s, that's when you got to start really determining what your value is. But I, I think when all said and done, Joe, that number is going to be, say, 88 and a half, 89, 89 and a half for the vast majority, just for that push to 90. Because, I mean, then you're looking, okay, you have to be 18 games over 500 to get to that number. I think the Sox are that good this year. Jim, you're not fooling me because I know the other reason you were mad. And, and I'm, <laughs> a little, I'm a little surprised you were mad. But the other reason you were mad is because Picota said – that the Cubs would have a better record yeah. than the White Sox Cubs with yeah. 85 victories. Now, Fangraphs disagreed with that projection and said, no, 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 below 500. We're talking 79. And Jim, good news for you. Bad news for all the Cubs fans listening on the flagship right here. 670, the score, a <laughs> uh, little disappointing here. The win total also below 500. The win put it at 79 and a half. And the Superbook said, yep. no, no, no. They're worse, and they're probably going to trade some guys. I wonder if this went into the handicap. Superbook said 77 and a half. Wow. And I'll tell you, 77 and a half is, is that number where you really have to make that determination what you want to do, Joe, because there's so many teams that are in the mix in that division, and that's that could be a good and a bad thing. Everybody could be 500 in that division. But, hey, when you're listening on the flagship, here's the cool thing you're probably going to get consequential baseball games in that final month of the season because everybody should be in the mix. But it could be something where 83 wins emerges as the victor of the NL Central. Maybe it's the Cubs that do it. But again, that number, I think you're right, probably 79 and a half, 80 games is probably right around where that number is going to end up in the majority of books. Oh, it feels right, doesn't it? We're post-football, yeah. we're betting basketball and hockey every single day, and now we uh, we have the countdown to opening day going on, and we get to start to talk about some of these MLB win totals that are available in the futures odds, Cy Young, MVP odds as well. We'll be doing a, plenty of that uh, before we get to the start of the baseball season. So Jim Miller over at Hawthorne Racecourse, tell us about the horses you like today. Yeah, and I'll tell you, this is one of the rare weekends, show where there isn't a major derby prep, but there is a lot of stakes races going on. So I have three horses for you on Saturday. We'll start at Laurel Park, race seven with the two club car. Bet this horse across the board, ran a good second of the eight to five favorite in this race in the last out. Then go to Gulfstream, race 11, bet the seven horse. Miss Danvers across the board as well. She's seven for eight on the board in her career. And then it's Santa Anita. Race seven, bet the seven, going to Vegas across the board. This one ran a big second last out and should run well again today. That's Jim Miller at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Jim, best of luck today. We'll talk next Saturday morning right here on Early Odds. All right, you got it. Thanks, Joe. Good luck. All right, back at it Monday through Friday on BetQL Daily. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave me five stars. couple evening shows this week at 6 o'clock right here on 670 The Score. We're set for Tuesday and Wednesday night. I'm on Twitter, at Joe0670. Daily basis, that's where I push out all my sports betting content, so follow me there, at Joe0670. Inside the clubhouse is next. Best of luck with your bets. 
and talk later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.